right, guys, welcome to the Big Texas Outdoors podcast, episode number one. A little bit about the podcast. We're going to cover some hunting, fishing, shooting, reloading, uh, just gear, what packs we run, optics, rifle, shotguns, what calibers. All that good stuff. So I'm your host, John Yon. This is going to be a joint venture between myself and Colton Breezy. And this evening, I have Mr. Cutter Cornett as my first guest. How y'all doing? This is Cutter. So me and Cutter have been friends for a while. Hell, probably close to about 15 years or so, huh? Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's somewhere right in there. But uh, we have been on quite a few hunts together. Yeah. We've killed a few birds together. Birds, frogs, just... Mm, good good old frogging trips, man. Oh, yeah. The good, good old frogging trips. Boat fishing. Yeah. Fishing. Fishing. Yeah, we've had some fun. Absolutely. But, uh, in... Here we are again. I've got all of my hunting gear just laid out on the table here because in the morning we're going to go finish out the last day of teal season here in Texas. Yep. Go head down south a little bit. Probably, uh, I don't know, Watch Ranch about two miles from the intercoastal as a crow flies. As a teal flies. That's it. They've been moving in pretty decent. Honestly, the past few days, quite a few birds moving around. So yeah, how's uh how's the season been so far? Season's been pretty slow. It's been slow for us. I'm uh, kind of helping out a new outfit that got started up this year, Coastal Fowl Company, and uh, it's been a little rough. But we got quite a few things in the works. So that's good, we're, man. We're, that's it's, good. it's looking up. I think, yeah, uh, I think it's gonna get pretty good. Back in our heyday, it was uh, it's all public. <laughs> we got into the marsh out in Anawak. Yep, Middleton walk in, East Unit walk in, pace, pace track. track. Spent a lot of time at the pace track for some reason. I just couldn't get over going out to that place. Always liked that boat ride in the morning, the chaotic boat ride. Right, we'd uh, we'd hang out at the boat ramp. All night, we'd get off work. <laughs> yep. Go ice down a cooler. Hang out at the ramp. ramp all night, and then uh, as soon as we seen headlights, back that drop the boat in the water, load our stuff up, and uh, head on out. Road. Head on out. Stop at the entrance to the pace track, which was couldn't go in until, what, 4 a.m.? I think so. So we would uh, stop there, and after a while, we figured out how to plan it. And we just stay running wide open, and running running them narrow ditches was pretty uh, eventful sometimes, especially if uh, if the tide wasn't working quite right. Oh man, like uh, tide would be out in that marsh, and we'd run that little flat bottom aluminum boat I had ran that sucker sucker aground many a times, and have kissed many a bank in that boat. Oh yeah, man, the worst <laughs> time was. Man, it was freezing outside. We had a front just blow in, and it blew all the water out. Like all of it. Yeah, like there was a small... The main ditch that small that all the tide going cuts, into cuts out. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah. We didn't even hunt. I don't think that we did. No, I think we... we like. I think we threw some decoys in the mud and stayed there for a little bit and then said, this is, this is not good. And just left. No, I mean, it wasn't even daylight. Like, I'm just flashing the light off to the side, each side, and uh, it's just mud. Oh, were we just putting in that time? No, so- we, we were going wide open. And luckily, you had that outboard <laughs> un- unlocked, and you kicked up a roof to tell the mud. What do we do? Get this bitch back in the water. Yeah. And let's go back. We're going to piss out of that boat. <laughs> it was a good one. Oh, yeah. Fun times. I ran that E-Tech like a surface drive gator tail pro drives that everybody else runs. 
Man, I ran the piss out of that, out of that E-Tech. Ran it just like everybody else runs their gator tails and pro drives and stuff. Didn't give a fuck. No fucks were given in that boat. I did burn up plenty of water pumps. I did overheat it once and melted down some type of relief valve or something that's supposed to make it run right. Jeez. Remember if you remember that, you may have been there. We were running through some lily pads that day. Ate up a couple of props, but I mean, it is what it is, man. Chasing yeah. birds. Doing gang shit with your boys. That's it. I remember. You remember the blind we built? Oh, yeah. That thing was tight. <laughs> we get Made that blind out of what? Like three quarter inch or one inch square tubing. Got some, some C- flat bar and some, some C clamps. clamps. Some fast grass and burlap. Dude, that blind worked good. It did. That looked like any boat blind that people would pay $500 for. And we probably had like 200 bucks in it after we bought the fast grass. Yeah, man. That thing worked out good. We uh, we killed some birds out of that thing. Did kill some birds out of it. We used it just to hide the boat a lot of the times. But that thing was tight. I forgot about that. <laughs> man. What happened to that boat? That boat got stolen. That boat was at my house. I had my giant Z71 that I had parked in front of it under my little carport. I got home from work one morning. And we were, I was going to go meet a dude to go hog hunting. We were taking my boat down the Trinity River bottom. And I got home and I was like, man, surely Brett didn't come by here and pick that boat up already. So I called him. I said, hey, dude, did you come get my boat? He was like, no, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> man, honestly, I was wondering if I would gotten drunk and just left it somewhere else. And then. That wasn't the case. Somebody stole that boat from from uh, from my house while I was working nights, and is what it is. It's part yeah. of it. Uh, it was not an insurance job. I would have rather had that boat. It was paid off. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the same guy that we went hog hunting with. Uh, yeah, he, we was in his buggy though. Yeah, ran the dogs and mm-hmm. stuff. I got you. Yep. Yeah, we. Uh, that's the same dude out there in that same area. But when we run them out of a boat, you could get to some different stuff. It was running them hog dogs is pretty fun. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah, You get upon uh, a big old pig. It's kind of make you reevaluate kind of what you're thinking about doing. You ain't just running up to it. You gotta have a little game plan. Right. And hopefully have some good dogs that are tied onto it. Man, it's, it's been a while since I've been hog hunting. Me too. He's hollered at me a couple of times recently uh, to see if I wanted to go. I just don't line up. We ain't on the same shift no more. I got you. You know, I work shift work, so I'm off basically half the year. Uh, my schedule does not work out with a lot of people's. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I enjoy my time off. I get to do week and shit. Everybody else will be working. I get to do a lot of cool shit, man. Hell yeah! Uh, I uh, have my long change, and we'll go. Honestly, I'll go do whatever the hell I want to do. Off a whim, me and my dad went to Oklahoma this past year. Went fly fishing up in Broken Bow. That was pretty sweet. We had a good time. We go. Went to North Dakota with some buddies last year. I may be going to Kansas this year. We're going to Big Bend this year. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also uh, went to Colorado this year. My brother went to Kansas uh, a few years ago. And uh, he said it was cold. Yeah. I think this is this is November when we're, when we're talking about going. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He found out real quick that uh, he pretty much had a $1,500 single shot, 12-gauge. Oh, no. Oh, man. After that first hunt. Yeah. Tear that sucker down and clean the shit out of it. It'd be like that sometimes. It does. I uh, I had a I had a 308 once that was a, was a no shot. You know, I'd never... I hadn't had any deer rifles or anything. Hadn't hunted in 
a long time. And I went to Colorado for the first time in 2017. And I bought I bought a Remington 700 308 and I put a Zyscope on it and a Conquest and got it all lined out. Pretty sweet rig. And then I bought a Winchester XPR in 308. I was shooting same caliber, same round. Both rifles were dialed in pretty good. I liked it. And me being a noob, I didn't clean all the factory packing grease out of that XPR. Oh, shit. And when I went to shoot an elk, I mean, I had a, a primer strike. A light but strike. That, but that was it, a very light strike. And the dude that was next to me said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I just looked at him and I said, oh, hell, I don't know. And after that, I learned you need to break them things down and clean all that packing grease down here in Southeast Texas where it's, I don't know, 90 degrees for. Yeah, it's, it's no problem. For 10 months out of the year. You didn't have that issue, but we got up there and it was uh, quite a bit colder. Right. So, so that stuff gummed up on me and I paid the price for it. Ooh. So living, you learn, I reckon living, you learn. I ate tag soup that year. Yeah. Uh, I went in 2020 and you were, you were really my go-to on, uh, what do I need? What do I not need? <clears throat> stuff like that. And yeah. I, I, I still had tag soup, but, uh, it was, there's it a was lot a of us that time. eat it. It was a fun time, man. There ain't nothing, uh, to me, there ain't nothing like being out there and feeling so small. I've never felt so small in my entire life. I'll tell you what, dude, I took some fucking awesome naps <laughs> in the mountains. <laughs> I took me a nap on a rock this past year. I don't, it started hailing on me too, like marble sized hail. Jeez. And, uh, I was just tired, man. I was like, man, fuck it, whatever. But you get some pretty good naps after you put some miles in on your feet. Oh, yeah. Especially the uh, elevation change. Luckily, I haven't had a whole lot of issues with it. I know other people that have. My main issue going up there is my nose will get, <clears throat> excuse me, will get extremely dried out, and I will start. My nose will start bleeding some, and then when we come back out of the mountains, though, and normally about when I get back into Texas, probably Amarillo. Uh, Childress, Childress area is when I'll start blowing some wild stuff out of my nose. It is like dirt and blood and just, I don't, that may be too gross to be saying on here. I don't know, it's, it's, but it's part of it. It's uh it's pretty nasty. That's, that's been my main, my main issue. And we've hunted everywhere and hiked and camped everywhere from 9,000 feet up to or probably 8,500 feet up to 12,000. And luckily, like I said, for me, I haven't had any issues. But I always drink a whole lot of water on the way up there. I drink as much water as I can and try to stay extremely hydrated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I don't drink anything else really when I'm there besides water. I'll drink coffee in the morning, maybe have like uh, Ignite, like Mountain Ops Ignite. I'll drink one of them in the morning if I don't feel like drinking coffee or something, but I just drink water and that's me most of the time. Water and water and Lone Stars. Pretty much my diet. No, my, uh, my first morning I get going and I'm like, cool. I just got to get up to the top of this mountain, (laughs) you know, and I get like halfway up and I'm sucking some wind. Oh yeah. I'm like, holy shit. This takes a little bit more than I thought that it was going to. Right. <laughs> I will say the hair is thinner, and and I have noticed that part. But yeah. as far as it affecting me and me getting sick or anything, you know, some people get altitude sickness. I haven't had that. I, I didn't have that either. I didn't have any headaches or any shit like that. But uh, our last day, it was like 26 degrees that morning. And we get going like, I'm like, oh shit! It's 26 degrees outside. Like, it's, did y'all stay in a cabin or did y'all camp yeah, yeah. or uh, have a camp whenever y'all? Uh, the guy went to went. The guy I went with. He 
he's got a uh, property up there. Okay. So we just we stayed in that cabin and we just hunted out of it. Nice. So it's pretty cool to have all the mountains and all that land right there in the backyard, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's land put it up like some it. BLM land. Mm-hmm. We get going. You know, I'm bundled up because it's 26 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, around here it's like 26 and 100 percent humidity. Good, and it's dude. Just bone chilling. I I hate to say it because I know we've all said it before, but the cold down here is is very very different. Unless it stays cold here for a week, and then it gets to where it's the same cold as other places. But if it's in the 40s or like anywhere but in the 30 to 40 degree range down here, and it's a normal just kind of cold, it's it's like bone chilling. Oh yeah, I mean. I've been up north. That's and, what I was expecting. Yeah. You know, like, I'm making my trek up, you know, a thousand foot, mm-hmm. you know, elevation hike. That's and a lick, too. I, yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, like, we got to stop. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I got to shed some layers. Like, dude, I'm sweating my <laughs> ass off right now. I got to open these hip vents up. I got to I gotta take a, a sweater off or something. I took everything you know like i took everything by my base layer got off. back down to a moreno base layer and that's and, it yeah and we you know we booked it onto our little spot i get there and stop and i got the wind blowing i'm freezing and you, again you've been sweating so now you're cold again right so i put all that shit on shit back on i swear that down and then down pants and stuff come in for me so and i'm sitting there and i'm just shivering shivering and then it gets daylight and i'm like cool life's about to get good no until the sun came over the mountains and shined down on me it was cold that's a cold like i've never felt in my life is when you're sitting still in the woods no matter where it is it's been like that even down here when it's pretty cold and you're out in the woods that time of day whenever the sun starts coming up and you're like all right it's going to start warming up finally right i think it gets 10 degrees colder it's it's deception (laughs) and you see the light and you're like cool that's heat no maybe it's a mental thing i don't know but because you're expecting it to get warmer so quick and then it's just like psych fool it's it's not yet (laughs) the world don't work that way but no it, it peaked up over the mountaintops and then it, it felt good. I'm like, man, I feel awesome. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see shit. And so we. <laughs> went, Any sign of anything? No. no. We sat there for a few hours and then was like, just hey, let, yeah, let's just go grab some lunch. So we went back, go grab lunch. I'm like, all right, you know, last hunt this evening. Like, uh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I think I'll go over here. Mm-hmm. I go to grab all my shit. My tag is missing. It's a pretty important piece. <clears throat> wasn't as bad. Wouldn't have been as bad had I not had my driver's license in there and my Texas hunting license in there. Dude, I think you told me about that. You had to go backtrack and find your wallet yeah, and stuff? Yeah, I backtracked. So I went <laughs> back up that one place. I, I just threw a rifle over my shoulder. Uh, that little bitty tiny ass Kuyu pack. Mm-hmm. The stalker sh- pack? Yes. Yeah. The little bitty one. I shoved a jacket in there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm just, it's it's warmed up. So I just shove a jacket in there. I'm like, I got to find this shit. It will get cold again, though. Yeah. You need that. Right. So, and I just take off. I go, I'm like, I'm looking around. And I'm like, all right, this is where I stopped. And I took off all my jackets. Nothing. <laughs> I go back up, get up to the top. I'm like, hey, I tied my boot right here. <laughs> Nothing. Getting into some pretty good details here. Well, yeah. like I, I tied my boot here. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I'm just like, all right, like, it's looking familiar. I'm like, I tied my boot right here. Mm-hmm. You know, always try and do that, like, especially out in the wilderness. Yeah. Like, try and, you know, keep track of, like, you know mm-hmm. have like some situational awareness oh, like, yeah. Yeah. so i'm like well it's got to be where we glassed well there's a little road going by where we glassed and i'm walking 
down this road and I see my little Napa True Value <laughs> hunting license pouch. I'm like, holy yes. shit. Yep. I'm sure that was, uh, that was a good feeling to see that. Absolutely. What didn't make any sense to me at all. I did not have service at the cabin. I had all the service in the BLM. I've had very little service uh, being back there. There's a few places where you can get enough bars and maybe make a phone call. Sometimes you can get a text or something that half the time my shit never works. Everybody else will be like talking on the phone to their wives and girlfriends and stuff. And then right. my shit just don't work for some reason. Right. You're not going to call anybody? <laughs> no. Nah, dude. But I got my Garmin. I'm out of fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. I got my inReach that I kind of stay in touch with everybody and just let them know what's up. Uh, it's a, it's nice to have, but it kind of sucks too. Because then everybody expects you to talk to them instead of... Right. Like, I, I just want to enjoy me. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just kind of hang out. It's funny about you, you backtracking and saying saying you had to find your, your hunting license and everything. So I got a similar story. So in 2017, my first year in Colorado, I had oh, a... I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Uh, me and a bunch of other dudes were up there working a ridge. Um, worked over this ridge, went down. Some other guys moving. We knew there was some milk in the area. Had some fresh sign, this and that. And uh, I'm walking back up this drainage, and I see the, these elk come down off the top of this little ridge. Probably, I misgaged them, obviously, on the, on the yardage. But they were honestly probably about 200 yards away. And there was a bull with them. And I threw my rifle up, and I pumped out. I think three, I think I pumped out three rounds out of that Remington 700. I was feeding them, homie, <laughs> feeding them. Got over there, dude. I had I had bull fever, son. I didn't, I didn't touch that thing. I was freehanding, shaking. Never even seen one of these massive animals before. And uh, I'm down bad after this. We go over there. There ain't nothing. They they're gone. They took off. They're gone. So. I hiked back up over this ridge, went through another couple of drainages, and got back out on this little, this old, I don't even know if I'd say there's a road, it's more of a four-wheeler trail, where they're going to come pick me up uh, later on. So, I got over there, and I waited for, I had a couple hours, so I started building me a little fire. It was cold, and I was down bad, so I needed to just, like, stare into the flames. So, you know, everybody gets entranced in those flames and i had a griptilian bench made pocket knife that my dad had given me and i was cutting up some kindling and stuff and getting it going and i set my pocket knife on the ground and while i was tending that fire my boys pulled up to pick me up on the on the buggy so i got up and stomped it out and did whatever and my head was so in another space because I just shot at and missed that elk. And none of these other dudes have even seen any elk. And they've been going for years. So I'm just feeling like a total failure. I just felt terrible. And I just, I left that pocket knife there on the ground. Well, the next year, in 2018, we go back. And and this is just all pure luck, man. It is, it is what it is, brother. This is public land stuff. And I got dropped off on the buggy. We were all starting to work this ridge again. And I walked it probably, I don't know, 200 yards into the woods. And I'm glassing, looking around, just seeing, seeing what's moving, trying to bring things with my binos closer to my eyes so you can really make out what it is. Because them, them elk, they blend in really well. They know, what they, they know where they're hiding. They know what they're doing. And... I seen this bull, a big bull. I was like, <laughs> I did a double take on it and I dropped them binos and slung my rifle up at a seven mag at this point. And I was probably honestly 60 to 80 yards. And he was just standing there broadside. 
And I smoked him. And I'll run up to him and I got a I got a dead bull on the ground right now. I'm pumped. This is like seven thirty in the morning. And uh Hell yeah. What day? Oh, was that opening day or the day after? It was either opening day or the day after opening. So not not long into your trip. No, and that was during the third rifle season. Yeah, that was that was. So that was like early November. Yeah, somewhere in there. And uh, so anyway, I'd lost this pocket knife the year before. Naturally, I'd replaced it with a, a Benchmade Osborne, like a nine forty or something. Been carrying it for a year. I got a bench made as soon as I got back. I got spoiled on a good, a good blade, and uh, I gutted that elk, and we got in there and loaded it all up. We were able to actually get a buggy to it and and load it all up, and we were driving back out, and I said, "Man, that's where I stopped last year, and I'm pretty sure I left my pocket knife right there on the ground." And they're like, "Whatever, dude." I was like, "Man, just pull over and let me look." Pulled over. I got down. Under this tree, I'm looking around. I'm doing, doing all my stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm swiping the pine needles away with my hand. And then I am not shitting you. This pocket knife from a year ago is sitting there. There ain't a pine needle on top of it. There is nothing on top of it. Sitting there, open, under this tree, just like I left it there the day before. It had been a full year. And I got up off the ground, and I picked it up, and I held it up to my buddy, and he said, no freaking way, dude. I said, homie, I just killed a bull two hours ago, and I just found this badass pocket knife that I lost last year. And I was ecstatic, dude. <laughs> I mean, over the freaking moon. I'm still pumped about that. That was that was so cool how that worked out. It was a good day for sure for me. Absolutely. That was a good day. I won't forget that. Yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, and another dude actually killed a mule deer. He had drawn a mule deer tag in Colorado and killed him a, a buck that day. So that that was cool too. We drove some shit out of the mountains that year. It was cool. Oh yeah, that's always a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So when I went. I had a, I bought a Howa 1500 in 300 wind mag. And that motherfucker kicked like a mule. <laughs> that thing beat the shit out of me. Yeah. And so. That's not really a high dollar rifle though, is it? either is it though, no, right? No, they were like 600 bucks. Yeah. That's when we started learning how much them stocks and everything Absolutely. actually did for a rifle. But I had a, I, I was kind of like, hey, I need to need to try and finance this trip a little bit. So I dug a Sig P320 out of the safe. And when he says he dug it out, he means he actually had to dig around in there and find something that he was ready to part with. So, I uh, put it online, and I've got people, hey, man, I'll trade you, or you want to trade. What you got? I got this 6.5 Creedmoor. Like, I've got one. Like, I'm, I'm good. I, I so many 6.5 Creedmoors. <laughs> and I think somebody with a 308, and I'm like, nah, dude. I'm good. I've got one. Mm-hmm. And then this one guy said, I've got a Winchester Model 70 and 300 WSM. That's a pretty sweet round. And I got to thinking, I was like, man, that is, that could be a good backup. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I traded <clears throat> for that, got it sided in, and... You know, away I went. I hunt with this Howell for a few days. And this is a walnut stock rifle. This thing's heavy. Oh, man, that is not a mountain gun. No. 
not a backpacking gun at the least. <laughs> no. So I'm carrying this thing and the guy I went with, he's looking at it and he just, he does something and it just kind of rattles around. I was like, Hey man, like there's something wrong here. <laughs> the screw had come loose out of the action on the stock. And so it just was, Oh man, you know, it just flopped around. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Like, yeah. Cool. I'll just pack this synthetic stock model 70. Still didn't see anything. We saw a big uh, black bear the first day. The bears are cool to see. Yeah. Nobody had a tag. Those are the quietest things. Those are the quietest huge animals that I've ever seen in my life. I had one come up on me in Idaho. He probably weighed 350 pounds. Still and and he ninja. did not make a sound. Ninja. Like, dude, it it's unreal. They I asked I asked him, I was like, man, do they make some noise like squirrels or deer when they're walking or anything? And they said no, they're silent. And I was like, man, y'all are full of shit, whatever. That's the quietest animal in the woods, as far as I'm concerned. That I have encountered yet. And that's a big that's a big predator to be that quiet. Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't had a, a run in with a with a cat yet. Oh yeah, but I'm sure they're probably just as quiet. Or I don't know if you can be quieter because I didn't hear the bear. Right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then predators know how to move. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But since I don't have the 300 wind mag anymore, I don't have the 300 short mag anymore. Mm. got rid of those because whenever i got back i had started seeing some stuff on a 6.8 western yeah you got your pretty mean one now yeah i finally found one after a year of looking i remember you were buying <laughs> this dude was buying bullets for this rifle that he didn't even have yet i had seven boxes <laughs> when i bought this rifle mm -hmm. but i finally found one yeah we got one like cool Go and look at it. I'm like, yeah, man, it's the X Bolt Hell's Canyon McMillan. Yeah, you didn't just get the, you didn't just get the run of the mill one, right? I just, I, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, like, you got a pretty cool. gangster rifle. Let me see this. Like, goddamn, y'all are proud of this thing. He's like, well, hell, like half the, half of what you're paying for is the stock. Mm -hmm. And McMillan like, stock ain't cheap. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't know, like. You know, you don't have to buy it, but I guarantee you it'll be gone before Christmas. Mm. And I was like, "Shit, dude! I'm like, box it up. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm done looking." Right. It's literally exactly what you wanted. Yeah. So, hey, but man, that thing's heavy, though. I mean, it's it's only got a twenty six inch barrel on it. But smooth, smooth. My dad's got one of them Hell's Canyons in a... He don't have a McMillan stock, but he has a Hell's Canyon and a 300 wind mag. It's a pretty sweet gun. Yeah, I uh, I shot a spike with mine last year. With that 6.8? Yes. Put him down, huh? Yeah, so I, my uncle was talking... Or he, It was Thanksgiving, so he was looking on Kuyu. Mm -hmm. Looking at, he's like, I, I need some more. Mm -hmm. I need some new hunting clothes. He's like, I'd like to get something nice. And all this. He's like, I think I'm going to get the guide jacket. Well, I had bought the axes to replace my guide jacket. And I had this guide jacket. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what size do you wear? He's like, I, I need an XL. Cool, dude. I've got an XL one in the in the Velo, the, the new camo pattern. <clears throat> that Velo is pretty sweet. And uh, he was like, well, what do you want for? I'm like, well, make me an offer. What's that jacket new? Like 250 bucks or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But uh, anyways, he was like, how about you come out to my place in Buffalo and shoot a buck? It's like, all right, cool. Like, when can we go? 
all this, and we decided on the week of Christmas. Planned it all out. Yeah, Laurel's sitting there, big pregnant. She was pretty pregnant at that time, wasn't she? Yeah. And yeah. I looked at her and she's like, bye. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right. So I was like, cool, week of, week of Christmas. Like, you, you cool with it? She's like, I, I don't care. Jack was born on December 6th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went and... So the the first morning, I see some little bucks, little basket racks. Yeah, I mean just little bitty guys, just mm-hmm. kind of whatever. I see some does just coming out doing whatever, and you know my brother's texting me the whole time. Mm-hmm. See anything? <laughs> yeah, they're all little. He's like, he's like. Man, it's like drop the hammer on him. Like, <laughs> no, just is chopping it a bit. I know, man. He's just like, so like, man, they got to be thirteen inches. He's like, fuck that. Just <laughs> drop the hammer. Like, no, dude, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. So that evening, uh, we are. I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting. I see some does, and I see like a little four point come out and shit like that. <laughs> it looked like your uncle might have, might have screwed you on this deal. Uh, yeah. So there ain't no bucks out here. <laughs> right. There ain't nothing legal. Right. So the spike comes out. And I'm just waiting, waiting. He was big body too, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I he had to be like. Two and a half years old, but sitting there waiting. I'm like, well, he's got like 15 minutes before it's dark. And if nothing else comes out, like he's, he's getting it. So about five or 10 minutes go by. I'm like, dude, you, you've been fucking around too long. I just <laughs> laid that thing out there and just. Boom! Smoked him. He took off. Like, I shot, and he hauled ass. I thought I made a bad shot. Because I had this thing zeroed in at 200. Uh-huh. So, I've got a, a MRAD scope on it. So, I was like, yeah, just uh, that first little half mil spot above the crosshairs. Put it on him and just pull the trigger. And, I mean, he took off. I'm like, I just made a bad shot. <laughs> like, well, let's go. Let's go see. <clears throat> I go to the feeder and I look over about 15, 20 yards. And he's just laying there. And I go over there and there's blood <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's all over his face, on his horns. Good night. I'm like, what the hell happened? Maybe I did make a bad shot. Right? I'm like, <laughs> so it's on the side that I shot him. I'm like, I don't even see an entrance. So I'm brushing the fur, brushing it, trying to find it right behind the shoulder. Well, that, that six eight's like a 270. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, 270 caliber, but it's yeah. heavy stuff. Right. I mean, that was 175 grain. So he punched in and then. Did some did some work on the internals, huh? It fucked everything up. Everything. Half of his heart fell out while we were cleaning him. Oh wow! I mean, we're just cleaning, just plop. Man, that's a waste. That's a waste, brother. I know, man. I was I was a little upset about that. After I kept my elk heart from the, I haven't thrown another one away. Them hearts eat good. Yeah. So, like, I was just like, I've got to. Like I've got to shoot something mm-hmm. with, or, with the six eight. Like I got to see what it's about. Hundred five yards. I mean, the scope was spot on. I mean, he's only got twenty six acres up there. Oh wow! So, I mean, it's not like this great big place with mm-hmm. some huge shooting lanes or anything. Like no, like it's pretty close. I was like, cool. This one messed around long enough. Drop the hammer on him. 
I came home with some meat. Meat in the freezer, baby. That's it. That's what I was at. That's what it's about. That's what it's about for me. I like eating them. Everybody say you can't eat the horns or nothing. I ain't saying that. You cannot eat the horns. Maybe you could if you were like pretty weird, but it is cool to kill a big buck sometimes, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a big but bull. The opportunity presented itself. But meat in the freezer is what it's about. That's it. Like, I had zero deer meat in the freezer before. Mm-hmm. And I came back with quite a bit. There ain't no better feeling than you going and putting in the work and and harvesting an animal and then doing all the work that comes afterwards. It's all rewarding through the whole process, literally. Yeah, because I and processed then, it all myself. Yeah. And then when you can cook, when you cook that meat that you went and put all the work in for your family and your friends, man, it's just that's one of the most rewarding parts for me, honestly. I love cooking something and people being like, man, dude, this is good. Like, man, what'd you say this was again? And be oh, like, dude, like, the, oh, like the black bear burgers. Yeah. Them black bear hamburgers eat good now. Oh man. They're so good. There's people that say they don't like, they don't eat that bear at all. They ain't touching it. Like, boy, I, get, I don't know why. Like load that shit in my cooler, brother. I'm taking it home. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell anybody like, black bear meat like it's it's awesome <laughs> i do have some steaks at the house we need to cook one night the only thing that's kind of weird about it you can't cook it you can't sear it the way that you can venison or like beef you have to cook it through and through yeah so i think it has to reach like supposed supposed to reach like 160 degrees internal right but i don't know maybe like pork pork's considered cooked fully at like what 140 145 it's not what they used to tell us it was. I didn't know that. Yeah, it used to be. I watch sixty five. Yeah, I watch right? enough cooking, cooking stuff where they're like, "Nah, that ain't true." Yeah, they may uh, be trying to kill us all. I don't know. Maybe. But you know what? I'll eat some juicier pork than you, and maybe cut a few years off of life. I don't know. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth totally it. worth it. Totally worth it. But yeah, they uh, the the harvest and the. Man, it's just so rewarding. It really is. Oh, absolutely. But that's like, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel like duck hunting around here has kind of fell off. Like it's, it's been pretty, it's been rough, pretty past, tough the past, past few several years. years. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people are like, oh man, like you're making memories. And like, that is true. Mm-hmm. You are making memories. But we're not eating anything. Right. So, like, you know, these memories would be a hell of a lot better with a, you know, with a stringer full of ducks. Mm-hmm. And a thing that I've learned over the past several years is, like, and everybody can do what they want to, and that's cool. But a lot of people act like the only way that you can cook a duck or a dove breast is by wrapping it in a jalapeno and bacon and cooking it on the grill. And don't get me wrong, I love them. They taste great. But man, I've made dove fajitas. Yeah, I, I've done goose fajitas. Yeah, like we've we've supplemented. Uh, you can supplement all of this meat for, I don't know, eighty percent of your recipes that you use. Right. So just, you gotta you gotta prepare it a little bit different. But man, it's just it's cool to integrate the things that you kill instead of you got a fucking freezer full of meat and you're not using it because you're, you're not making right. bacon wrapped fucking jalapenos right. that day. It's like, no, meat at the grocery store. No, let's figure out how to make this. Let's figure out how to make this shit work. That's yeah. my favorite. That's another thing. I, I, like. uh, I love cooking. So once upon a time I had some, uh, I had some duck breasts and I had some venison sausage. Put them together. Made me a big ass pot of gumbo. That sounds tight. Oh man, it was so good. That sounds good. And it but just, there's a lot of people too that'll pluck their teal and everything and cook them down in a in a gravy. Oh yeah, and man, they're I, that's good too. They are good. I won't ever. Don't ever you won't ever catch me knocking that. No. They're, no, that's but, uh. Man, it was it was years and years ago. Uh, me and Colton had gone teal hunting, and that's what we ended up doing with them. 
It's made of gravy. Mm -hmm. Had some rice, all that good shit. There's people that say that pigeons eat good. I've never eaten a pigeon, but pigeons are nasty. Man, they're just dirty. I know they shit everywhere. Man, when we were in North Dakota, those pigeons had so much of their own shit caked on their feet. No, like it it no. kind of weirded me out, man. Like, yeah, miss me. I was like, these things, these things are with. these things are fucking gross, dude. <laughs> like they're just dirty ass animals. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess like I, I worked at a gas plant in Port Arthur. There's pigeons everywhere everywhere i mean like you could go into an engine room and there's just everything's covered in shit oh no that's the yeah, worst i'm like god damn <laughs> but i think like a birch hawk, is the worst i think a hawk got in there in one of them because you know we go and work on this one compressor and then we went the next day and there's a bunch of bones and feathers everywhere. And I'm like, what the hell? Am I <laughs> Pick that song on dry. Dead ass pigeons everywhere. <laughs> Murder scene. Right. Yeah, something got in there for sure. Yeah, I know. Like uh, Colton was telling me, he's like, man, he's like, I want to I wanna go pigeon hunting. Just like, like you go out to feedlots and just wait for them to just fly over like dude i was looking at buying uh dive bomb pigeon decoys the other day just but why, just so maybe i have do them? with uh, pigeons like oh dude, hey I, we killed we killed a pile of pigeons like cool what are you gonna do with all these honestly nasty motherfuckers honestly i may try to eat some one day i'm gonna try it at least i mean i tried cooking a raccoon when i was in high school <laughs> It didn't work out, but we tried it. Yeah. So I'll try. I'll try. A you ever pigeon. heard about cooking coyote? I have not heard about cooking no coyotes. I saw it. I don't know if I want to get a dog, man. Stephen Ranella did it, and he it was the meat was real dark. He said it was like uh, kind of like duck meat. Really, I I. I I think that's what he said. It's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, it was something like that. But uh, he said he killed one. He tried it, and he said, I have not killed another. He's he is not eating them, huh? No. <laughs> now, I have heard that cat meat, mountain lion, cougar, yes. Yes. Uh, whatever you want to call them. It's real. I guess depending on what region they're taken from is what they're going to call them. I don't know. It kind of looks like uh, pork. As they say that They say that that is pretty much the best eating meat that you're ever going to have in your life. And I mean, I don't know why, like a bobcat wouldn't taste any different or maybe it tastes different, but would, yeah, wouldn't guess, eat guess, well. Yeah, I guess it's, but, I mean, we're getting in, eats. we're getting into the fair, to the, to the house cat type thing. And we start getting smaller. Like I, I don't want to eat a house cat. I will if I have to. Right, yeah. But, but, but you know, times but, are getting tough. Yeah, you, you know, you know, I'd rather not though. This inflation is getting getting pretty rough. <laughs> Go call the neighborhood cats. That's it. Let's roam the streets. Cook it down in a gravy. That's I it, guess man. it'll be all right. Right. But take all nine lives at once. <laughs> <laughs> With a twenty-two mag to the all dome. nine lives at once. It do be like that sometimes. Damn cats. But no, they uh, there's a whole there's a whole other culinary world out there when it comes to cooking game. It's, oh yeah, for sure. And and you gotta <laughs> open your mind up a little bit. It's like and, back straps. Mm-hmm. It's like just batter them up and fry them. Like oh no, nah, I don't, dude. we don't fry them anymore. Sear them. Yeah, we like we sear medium them. rare. We sear them like a like a steak. I killed that spike. I came home. I got cooked back straps with a beer cheese sauce on it. Oh, that sounds good. It, it was. <laughs> it was very good. That sounds real good. 
Yeah. We, but, uh, yeah. I mean that. I mean that's. I love doing back straps like that. Just searing them, uh, medium rare, and just having some potatoes or rice and gravy and shit with it. Yeah. We got some. I still have a couple of roast and stuff that we. I still probably have like one elk roast. I have like a black bear roast. And a couple of white tail roast. But my last two deer that I killed, I just, I kept my back strap and my tenderloins and all the rest of it. I plan on making sausage out of, making it myself. Yeah. I've been waiting on a, on a very rainy day, maybe like a rainy week whenever I'm off and not have any other hunts to do or so then I can't go out in my yard. There's no welding repairs need to be done on anything. There's always shit that pops up. Well, and it keeps me from doing to from making this sausage. Tomorrow is the last day of teal season. Got a cool front blowing in. I don't know. Next week. Man, it feels good outside. Get out in the shop. Fire up that uh <clears throat> that grinder. This next week. I have to oh, well, work. No, I'm I'm supposed to be off. I may have to work some overtime Wednesday and Thursday night. But I gotta I gotta do a one repair on a on a dump trailer. Ah at some gotcha. point. Like I gotta squeeze this in and then we have others I mean I don't know how soon they're gonna wanna start messing with uh blinds from oh, till season and then ready for big duck season. Yeah. Uh I mean yeah, we got I mean we got a full month basically, but it'll it comes up quick. It comes up real quick. You know what I'd like to do this year? What's that? Kill a few speckle bellies. So you wanna get us some geese? We've been talking about we got a few spots uh with the with the guide service that we we think we're gonna be able to get in some geese pretty decent. Dude, I, I wanna I want a few speckle bellies. I do too. I want a good bar belly to get mounted. That, I just, I want a nice one maybe do on Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be sweet. Yeah, roast them. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I definitely would like to get get a few specs this year. We shot a bunch of specs in North Dakota, but <clears throat> I also have a bunch of that that needs to be, I need to do something with all that meat. I don't need to make some goose sausage or... Something also have a bunch of snow geese that need to be having the heat tonight. Yeah, I need to do something. <laughs> there, I got enough. The, fire up the griddle. Just slice them like you would a skirt steak, and just toss it on there. We, I don't know enough people to feed this much snow goose breast to as fajitas as that I have in my freezer outside. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably sixty pounds of it. Uh, I brought it all home, packaged it all up for everybody. Said, "Hey, boys, it's ready." Yep, it's ready. Nut crickets. I'm like, "Hey, fellas, all this fucking meat's at my house, <laughs> and it's been a year, so it's all mine now." There you go. Uh, I'm not storing your shit for that long. <laughs> I've heard like with uh, Canada geese, like big Tonys. Yeah, it's uh, not really that great by itself. Mm-hmm. The, this from Colton, he also did this. He said, you know, run them through the meat grinder mm-hmm. and get like some uh, bacon ends and pieces. Because I can do half and half. That sounds right. I feel like I cooked some. Might I feel have, like I cooked some graters might that have we killed. That with, uh, with, the, with all the snow geese. Something needs to happen with them. I will go buy a bunch of bacon bacon ends and make half and half. I might even make 60, 40. That or like, why not just buy a, uh, a pork belly? I mean, it's not cured mm-hmm. or anything. But... Oh, no, but but all the fat and all the flavors right, yeah, in there a still. a lot of fat. All the fat and flavors in there. That's, that's what I do with my deer. Because mm-hmm. uh, my grandfather had some pork fat from his uh, pig that he got butchered that I used, and then I ran out, and I went and bought a pork belly. 
I like pork belly. Yeah. So that, that's what's in my ground meat. That's what's in my sausage. That's all that you use for your sausage was pork belly? Uh, Besides I, I used your, what, what your fat meat? that he had. Mm. And then the rest of it was uh, pork belly. Because I, I just need something that's real fat, mm-hmm. real fatty. I was going to get like some pork butts. and uh, I, I've heard doing that and too. Do mine. But I mean, I feel like I definitely feel like there'll be more flavor in your pork belly. Uh, whenever you're ready, I've, I've got some cases too. Got a whole oh, pack of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, definitely not professionals, but we are trying to figure out some stuff as we oh, go. Uh, I, <laughs> you never learn if you don't do it. That's it. That's it. All my link sausage I made's kind of bland, so I just need to tweak that recipe. Yeah, I need to kind bit. of tweak it up a little bit, and uh, that's another thing. I haven't decided how I wanted to season mine because I've had some really good, some really good smoked sausage. But it was not that I, I didn't cook it. These are professional processors that charge a lot of money. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, shit, that's, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. It is expensive. But, I mean, but like, I'm down to pay for somebody's profession. market or some shit. And like, some guy's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm dropping off four deer. It's a fucking thousand dollars above. Right. At least. Right. But... But I guess, Go ahead. I mean, that's a lot of meat, though. Yeah, I mean, I a guess. Lot of meat. Uh, don't know what you paid for your lease, but I guess it's all part of it. Yeah. I had a good year in 2018, but I paid probably probably about a thousand dollars in processing fees. Maybe maybe about twelve hundred. No, what? it was right out of grand because my elk was like seven hundred. You get it processed down here? I got it. Yeah, I got it processed in Sealsby. And, because uh, where, when I picked up the, the smoked sausage that, homie, I brought like a 110 quart cooler, filled it up with smoked sausage, and then put like six more cases in my truck. I called the dudes that I was splitting with. I was like, y'all, there's, this is a lot of fucking so meat, much. dude. I was yeah. like, I'm pumped about it. And then I, I brought, uh, an axis, a falla, and uh, a black buck to them, but I did I did hundred percent grind on on half of all that stuff. I had backstrap and tenderloins, and did uh did fifty percent of all the trimmings. I did hundred percent grind, and then the rest of it I had a uh, pan sausage made on each of them. And had some different stuff, uh, and it was it was really good. We're we're out of that. We use that hundred percent ground meat way faster than we use anything else because we substitute it. Right. We cook anything. With we're meat. Sub, yeah we're substituting yeah. what someone would be using beef for. We're using we're using deer meat, and it's it's nice. It's cool, but I need to. Need to get back on it. Try to yeah, get a couple deer this year. Yeah, we uh, we're in for some draw hunts this year in Texas, and hopefully, I heard y'all talk about that the other day. Hopefully, we can get one, like maybe someplace cool where it's like a white tail and axis kind of deal. Yeah. And Lord help the axis that steps out in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that's just a dirt nap dealer vibe. That's it. Certified <laughs> hunting douche. <laughs> dirt nap dealing. But uh, no, nah, man, that's I I feel you on that. That's what it's really about. It's uh, after the hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole lot more good times that go in afterwards than. I don't know how, how deep you want to get with it, but there's a whole lot of like personal personal growth almost that can happen when you're when you're out by yourself. Right. Out in the woods. There's a lot a lot of time to there's reflect. There's a lot more a lot of reflecting time, yes. A lot more time to think a little clearer. 
kind of reevaluate your stuff. It's a hunting is a it's definitely refreshing. Man, it is it is something that I don't think I could I could live without, honestly. I mean I'd go insane if I had to stop tomorrow. Oh yeah. I wouldn't ever sure. do it. But tomorrow we're gonna go shoot some teal, so hell yeah. Uh Nuka going? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. How how's she been dealing with She's the- uh birds she's still a little she's a little shot shy right now we shot some doves earlier and uh she wasn't quite as bad then it just kind of depends i feel like if there's if we had more birds that were working and she was able to associate the shotgun blast with because this is her first season right this is her first year she just turned a year old so we're i'm only taking her on fun hunts uh easy stuff where we're, we can pick shots and not have clients just blasting shotgun barrels and blowing her ears out and making her scared of everything right so she's she's doing all right she has a hell of a nose on her she found birds for me this morning <clears throat> that i was out in some grass that was up to my shoulders i'm short but it's still it was still tall grass and there's no way we would have found them she found both the birds we had we marked them i walked her out there in the area told her hunt them up and she did it found found me one and i was like hell yeah good good girl yada yada i said shit i'm gonna go try it over here where this other one was walked over in the area said hunt it up she come back with a damn cripple and i said that's my girl right there. So. <clears throat> so this is your, this is your first year guiding? Yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still learning. I hadn't booked any clients this year. We're trying to. I got you. Trying to get a good, get a good feel on it and see how everybody likes to run things. Yeah. Yeah. It all, uh, all comes like with that. time, but. uh, I'll be trying to, I'll be trying to book people for uh, big duck season for sure. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I, you're, you're in for a treat, man. Cause, uh, not everybody has been duck hunting as much as, you know, mm-hmm. you or I or other people that we may know. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I went on a hunt with one of the customers looks like he just grabbed the shotgun beside his bed and went out the door. I mean, little short 18 and a half inch barrel home defense gun. Don't be knocking the youth model, dude. It wasn't the youth model. I've been scratching out too with my 20 gauge youth model all season that, uh, that I've been shooting since I was eight years old. No, I'm I'm talking like this home defense, like mm. this is like bump in the night shit. <laughs> and sure enough, dude, like we'd get birds come around, and we'd all just be boom, 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 boom. We hear boom, eight-inch ported barrel, right? Like, <laughs> like it just the concussive wave off of that. And I'm yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, man, I got this home fence shotgun at work. Right. Sure, dude. If it'll, Bring it. Yeah, if it'll kill a, a burglar, it'll, it'll damn sure kill a duck, right? Hey, I mean, he's not wrong. I I, I kind of feel like, feel like I wanted to die that day. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, uh, continued exposure. Uh, you develop, like, something like a CTE or something. <laughs> I mean, like, I I was amazed that my ears weren't bleeding from, from just the shock. Right. I was hunting with uh, another one of the guys the other day with some customers in the blind, and I got my ears rung. Even after our, our safety meeting we had in the morning, oh, yeah. like, you know, stay in your lane. shoot over anybody. Yeah, we were hunting out of tee boxes, and uh, it is easy to, to swing around a little too much, so you got to be mindful. And... 
homeboy swung a little too much my way. I ducked my head down and he let that son, that shotgun sing the song of his people. And and I didn't hear the song anymore after that. Right. Just uh just the the song of the uh tinnitus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've been just... you've been to too many ISTC uh classes. Yeah, the uh all you hear is just muffled voices and a and that good old ring. Yeah, man, it's uh it's a it's a trip, man. Oh, I think I think I'm gonna enjoy it. I do. Uh, for one, I like to stay busy. I'm a busy person. I got to be doing something. If I spend my entire day running around, I'm I'm happy at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And I can do it from four o'clock in the morning until. I mean, I can I can do it for. 24 hours straight and longer i can run i can run pretty hard well yeah i mean that's that's how we that's how we used to do it we'd go out on the pace track we'd stay up all night mm-hmm. and we'd watch the sun come up and crack open a red bull and have us a nice protein bar yep we lived off them things for a while oh yeah every weekend i probably stunted my growth by eating <laughs> protein bars and having red bulls for for my main meal for two days three days But yeah, I wouldn't trade any of it. Yeah, man, that was that was some good times. Very good times, my brother. I uh, I don't, I don't know if I could do that anymore. No, you you could scratch it out every now and then if you had maybe, to. Maybe, man, like gotta give me a little bit of sleep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, we got an early wake up. Yeah, yeah, we do. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up, man. I appreciate you coming. Thanks for having Being me, dude. On the show. I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again sometime. I'm, I'm for sure down to come back and do it again. Hell yeah, man. Be good, Cutter. All right, brother. Y'all have a good one.